Hello, friends and colleagues. This is Dr. Keanu Shaw from the International Extraction Academy, Global Summits, and Desert Dream Dentistry and Spa. Today, you're listening to Hashtag POD, Podcasts of Dentistry with Dr. Panks. Enjoy. Hello, Pod Nation. This is your host, Dr. Panks Dingra, and welcome to Hashtag POD, Podcasts of Dentistry. This session still offers a great quality content, which is still relevant today. And I would encourage you to listen to this session with my guest. He indeed has an interesting story to tell. So please listen to hashtag POD. Well, we'll also call it as a bonus episode. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Rocketbook. I hate wasting paper. If I could, I would not use pen and paper at all. But I love the feeling of writing and drawing with pen on a nice paper. Somehow, I feel I'm connected to it, but always hated the fact that I cannot bring my drawings or ideas to the digital world. Now, Rocketbook is the exact amalgamation of both the physical and the virtual world. Hear this. You can draw or write on the Rocketbook, take a picture with the Rocketbook app, and magically it cleans the picture and sends it to Google Drive, Evernote, Dropbox, OneDrive, OneNote, Slack, Box, iCloud, iMessage, or even classic email. Just configure the symbols once, and that's it. You snap a picture, and your drawings or plans or notes are right in the Drive or Dropbox, or anything that you choose to send it to. Once you're done, simply use a moist towel. Yes, a moist paper towel. And you can erase it, only to be used again. Simply saving paper. Simply head over to podcastsofdentistry.com slash rocketbook. If you want to see who I have for the next episode, please hit subscribe to hashtag POD of Dentistry on iPhone, Android, and all the other common platforms. The website where everything lives is rightly called as Podcasts of Dentistry. If you are interested in being a part of our amazing group, please join us on Facebook at podcastsofdentistry.com slash Facebook. I'll see you there. Best wishes from Panks Tingra. Thank you. First of all, thank you for, you know, uh, accepting the invitation to be a part of uh, Podcast of Dentistry. Um, as I said, this whole thing is just to uh, know all the podcasters around. I was trying to do certain things with podcasting, you know, with all you friends uh, mm-hmm. who are doing podcasting, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't appealing to me. Forget about being appealing to you. So uh, finally, after much deliberation myself i said okay you know what this seems right i should reach out to my you know uh, some initial friends like you and uh, again thank you thank you for accepting it uh, the whole thing started of this so-called podcasting when uh, dr alan mead from dental hacks uh, he actually encouraged me uh, you know hey man you should go ahead and do podcasting and things like that um, and he he, lo- he loves turning people into podcasting. That that is 
absolutely for certain. He is a huge, huge uh, uh, piece of the dental uh, podcasting industry, no doubt. And, and the funny thing is he doesn't even know yet that I'm trying to do something like that. I thought I'll start with few people, then I'll bring in the big guy. You know, uh, <laughs> the big you know, guy, Alan Mead, <laughs> the big guy, because, you know, uh, he knows much more about podcasting than um, me, especially. I don't know about you, but at least, especially oh, yeah. me. no, I, everything, everything I know, I learned from him. So I learned it from watching him. Right. So um, I don't know if you know about anything about me. I'm just a general dentist. Uh, I've been practicing since 2012 from Pennsylvania. I was in most part. Uh, then I moved to Connecticut, opened up my dental office here. Um, and then, as I said, I've been going around to do podcasting or something in podcasting or in dentistry for such a long time, but never get to it. So now I have this podcast of dentistry.com uh, where I have all the podcasts which you just search for, basically. You know, you go in there, if you're looking for Jonathan Van Horn, uh, you just type in and everything related to you in the podcasting world will come up right there. Sure. So, so basically, you click the link, uh, you follow one person or follow one topic or whatever, and that's where uh, you know this website comes into picture. Um, as I said, uh, I'm from NYU. I graduated in 2012, and I do pretty much general dentistry. You know, some implants, you know, regular general dentistry, and I opened up this dental office in Connecticut in 2016. Um, Seems like I have a little more extra time. That's why <laughs> I'm getting into podcasting now. So, so you, got, um, you got the office in 2016, and now now you're just kind of getting to the to the groove of things. I'm sure of that yeah. initial just giant tidal wave of junk you got to deal with when you become a new business owner, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, there's uh, I've been helped by some of my friends who have other dental offices. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're a big part in you know uh, in getting me where i am right now great perfect yeah uh, so you got the, is that a is that an atr 2100 that you you're you're, you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah dr me it's the same thing dr me gave me so told right, me to get right. uh and do you not know the story about uh, how i got it how's that alan mead yeah <laughs> that's that's who told me to get too i was uh i was looking at like you know four or five hundred dollar microphones because i was working off of a uh, um one of these which is a, 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 a blue Yeti microphone, Yeti. Uh, which yeah. I use every day. Um, I like it a lot because I can, you know, I can, I can be on one side of the room and be talking and whoever's on the other side can hear me. So I'll use that for my phone calls. I use it for talking with my, my team uh, whenever yeah. we're meeting virtually and things like that. I'll have people <laughs> in the office. We'll do conference calls with it. It's fantastic. It's a very versatile microphone. But for podcast, like it just didn't have that you know, just that really good sound to it. And like if the air conditioning was going, there was always a hum in the background. And so yeah, I was like, yeah. you know, my solutions go buy, you know, spend a thousand bucks. And Dr. Mead was like, no, 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 don't do that. Just, just buy this like $80 microphone. And, and right. it's, it's a different style microphone and you'll be fine for what you're wanting to accomplish. Uh, and yeah. so I was like, sure. And I did that. And uh, he got me, he told me to get one of these zooms, which uh, I think uh, you, he, is what he told me to get, which is right here. Right. Uh, and uh, um, that's what I record my podcast on now. So, yeah, cool. all Dr. Yeah. Mead. And um, uh, I should tell you one more uh, amazing thing about this specific uh, microphone. This was the microphone which was used by Alan Mead to interview uh, Dr. Rick Wokman from Heartland Dental. Oh, nice. Uh, 
So it's got the, it's got the touch. It's got the feel. You have you have no excuse. Yes, the experience. He's with us in spirit as well as, yeah. as well as many other reasons. Sure, I'm sure he's probably listening to this now. So yeah. So um, anyway, so I think uh, we had that initial conversation. Um, let's talk about your podcast. Okay. You, know, um, you talk. You you usually talk about start your dental practice with Jonathan Van Horn. So how would you describe your podcast? in 20 seconds or less. In 20 seconds or less, we talk to uh, world-class dentists, entrepreneurs, consultants, business people about how to go from being a non-practice owner to becoming a practice owner and try and give as much information as possible to be able to help with that. We also deal a lot with after that transition, you know, what happens after you acquire a practice, once you've started up a practice, uh, to be able to optimize, to be as uh, successful in the business dentistry as possible. And it's a bunch of really informal conversations to where it's easy to, to listen to. It's like you're hanging out and just at a, at a bar hanging out with people and people are talking back and forth. It's that kind of stuff. Like it's not super salesy, pitchy or, you know, super polished yeah. or anything like that, because that's how I like to, to talk to people rather than trying to, you know, do it in, in any other fashion. So yeah, that's a probably more than 20 seconds, sure. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, you know, uh, you are a CPA uh, mm-hmm. and turning into, I mean, I have so many questions, but so I'm, that's why I'm getting confused. But uh, my question is, how would you, how did you move from being a CPA to the dental industry? What made you switch? Well, I mean, the the thing I tell most people is that I moved from the uh, number two most exciting profession in the world, which is the CPA world, into the number one most exciting, which is the dental dental world, right? Uh, but you know, all joking aside, uh, you know, I own a dental CPA firm. Uh, it's called Dennis Metrics. So we help, uh, you know, around 100 clients in about 20 different states, uh, automate their accounting, give really powerful financial reports, make sure that they're paying the least amount of money in taxes as possible, as well as making sure they're not having any tax surprises come tax time. Uh, and so that is what our company is. I started out the company as an outsourced CFO company for dental practices. So these practices that, you know, you're wanting to grow to like, you know, four five, six, seven, eight locations, uh, and, or, you know, through mergers and acquisitions, or someone's wanting to make a, a, a really decent practice, really good practice, be a really great big practice. That was what our company started off doing was helping people with that. For the first year and a half of our business, I was literally sitting inside of dental practices watching dentistry every day, you know, watching the, the ebbs and flows of patients coming in, patients coming out, and really trying to figure out like why some practices, you know, were doing, you know, like a million dollars gross and one guy was netting, you know, 500 grand and the next guy was netting 250 grand. Like what was the difference in those two people when everything on the surface seemed to be exactly the same? And so that was kind of the mystery that we set out to try and solve and as we were going through that, like I was reaching out to a bunch of different consultants in the industry, a bunch of different people in the industry, trying to, you know, figure out the industry better, just learn more from other people that had more experience. And for, you know, literally a year, I was just talking to people every week, almost every day that, you know, probably knew more than me. And we, I was trying to learn from them to try and help my clients as best as I could. And, you know, eventually I said, Hey, these conversations are pretty interesting. Um, my wife got really tired of listening to me talk about dentistry. 
Like I would sit down and I would just talk to den- about dentistry all the time. And she'd just be like, Jonathan, I don't want to talk to you about this anymore. And so I'd reach out to even more people and the conversations were more and more interesting as my level of sophistication got higher. Uh, and you know, eventually I said, Hey, why don't I just hit the record button and then I'll put it out there on iTunes for other people to listen to. Uh, and then, you know, I'm, I'm really bad about naming things. Like I'm, I'm the worst about naming things. Um, so I, I called it start your dental practice because I wanted it to be like an action type, uh, episode or yeah, a, a yeah, title, yeah. like go do something. And, right. and so it's called start your dental practice, like get started in doing it. If you're on that, on that edge. Um, and you know, now everybody thinks it's about startup dental practices, but it's not. It, it's it's just about being entrepreneurial in dentistry, basically. Uh, and then you know the name of the CPA firm is Dentist Metrics, which again everybody yeah. gets confused for a software company, which is yeah. it's, it's not. It's just about you know emphasizing that the metrics can be important inside of dental practices. Uh, and so you know that's really where it came from. That that's really how I got into the whole podcasting thing. As I was talking to people, anyways really valuable conversations. These people were giving away the information for free. They were talking to me for free. So I knew they'd be fine with, you know, letting other people hear it. And so we started that and we started that almost two years ago at this point. And, uh, we've got about 90 episodes of start your dental practice out there. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic. I, I love every minute of it. Like a lot of information there. Um, but it's, it's so hard. People, like being a dentist, uh, me working from, I don't know, some days I'm working from nine to six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Fridays and Saturdays are short days, but either way, people don't really have a lot of time to listen to and do or implement um, uh, things what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's probably it's a, it's a quick idea. People can go and you know doing their washing, driving, you know, and they can listen to uh, one of your podcast episodes and you know learn the basics out of it. At least, well, that's 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 indeed a good thing. My question still stays uh how did you end up you know you being a cpa is a different um domain altogether mm-hmm. how did you get connected to the first uh dental client or for that matter you know the word of dentistry i should say how did you touch uh you know uh, brought the accounting and the dental what what made you bring together those two aspects? Sure. So uh, I was managing a, a CPA firm, which is a generalist CPA firm. So they helped everybody. We had clients that had, you know, a thousand dollars a month in revenue. And we had clients that had a hundred million dollars a month in revenue. Okay. And uh, I was managing that firm, and uh, we had plenty of we had you know maybe a handful of dentists. I always find it funny uh, whenever a dentist says to me, "Well, my my CPA is not a dental CPA, but he has dental, dental clients." So every CPA has a dental client. There's a lot of us out there, um, and so we had plenty of them. Um, I was talking to to a, we we'd inherited a, a dental client uh, okay. from another dental CPA firm. And I looked at the, the, the return. I looked at how much they paid for that return. And I said, this is way too much for what was quality of work that was given. Uh, okay. I mean, it was, it was exorbitant. It was, you know, $10,000 for just the tax return to be completed. And it was not very well prepared. There was a lot of things that I would have changed personally. And I said, okay, there's a lot of need in this industry. And then me wanting to not be uh, a copy off of somebody else, that's the reason we started that other company of being okay. an outsourced CFO for dental practices because we knew that there was a lot of uh, – com- not, not necessarily consolidation, but there was a lot of people trying to attempt roll-ups at the time. Um, it seems like it's kind of simmered down quite a bit in the last four years of mm-hmm. people realizing that you can't just like, you know, 
lock arms with somebody else and all of a sudden you get three times the value of your practice like that's just not how it works anymore uh so um we were trying to help people basically get to a level where they could grow bigger and we were going to come in as um i actually had some out some you know uh CFO type experience in the past, uh, working with some private companies, which were manufacturing companies. And then when we approached the first dentist that we, you know, we're going to do the outsource CFO model with, we just told them, I mean, it's kind of like whenever, uh, I I hear people doing implants for the first time, they'll say, you know, that, that first patient, you know, that they're not, that not a training patient with someone watching over them or something like that. You know, they're really, a lot of people have a very big psychological barrier to try to get over that. And so what a lot of people do is they'll say, you know, uh, Hey, Mr. Smith, I see a, what seems to be a very cut and dry implant with you. I haven't done one in my own private practice yet. I have all the training, I have all the equipment and you seem like a perfect candidate for this uh, this procedure, okay. you know, I want to be upfront with you that I've not done one in this office yet. I've done plenty outside or I've observed plenty, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and you know, in a way for me to be able to be, get more experience, uh, and for you to not have to go and pay for a specialist, a whole bunch of money to be able to do this, you know, I'd love to be able to help you out today. And, you know, normally we charge $3,500 for this, for everything. And for you today, since, you know, since I'm being completely upfront with you and, you know, obviously they have to know the person, um, you know, we'll do it for $2,500 instead. And so it's a win for you. You pay less, way less than what you would for the specialist. And it's a win for the dentist because they get to go and do something. It's basically what we did with our first client was we said, you know, hey, we've, we've not done this, but we're, uh, you know, really smart people. I had, a, I had a business partner at the time and said, you know, we're, we'll come in and we will look at over everything from, you know, uh, th- that we can, and we'll do our best to be able to, to help you reach whatever goals it is you have. So we were just upfront about it. And we did that and we started doing that. And we did that for about 18 months. Uh, I actually split with that business partner about 10 months into it. Uh, and that's kind of whenever we started that 10 to 18 month range was when we started transitioning away from being an outsourced CFO company to being a more dental CPA specific firm, uh, just because it was, uh, uh to be honest with you, there was a lot more work that we, that we, that we had to do in the outsourced right. CFO world. And I found that we could teach people better than we could do it for them. Uh, because that's one of my skills I feel like is, is, is education, you know, as, as evidenced by having 90 episodes or 90 hours of podcast out there. Uh, and so, so that's how it happened. I mean, that, that, that's what, that was how it first started. And, you know, here we are, you know, four or five years later and we are where we are. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting story. Uh, it certainly brings in, um, uh, the real thing, uh, especially somebody who spent so much time and energy with, you know, uh, real time and energy because you know you start fresh, you start small, uh, and then you gain confidence, bring in more patients. Uh, sorry, I'm talking about patients. Yeah, so sure. Clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a dentist, right? So sure. That shows shows through. Yeah, so, I, I try. I, I, a lot of the times, I'll say patients instead of clients because I'm so used to saying it to other people as well. Yeah. Clients. Yeah, I was talking to my wife the other day, and she was like, hey, "You know what? We should bring in more patients." Uh oh, means clients. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I love I love it whenever I see all the Facebook marketing, like you get the the, the ads that pop up and they say, "Find more leads for clients in your dental practice." I'm like, exactly. That's I don't even by, have one. Right? Yeah, that's like that's 100 <laughs> percent written by a marketer, not by a dentist. So, so, so as I understand, so you had initial clients and you started talking to initial people and they mm-hmm. were all dentists and you thought you can do a better job than anybody else. And you started recording them, uh, basically, uh, the consultants and things like that. Uh, and you know, people who are, um, 
who know a lot more about the tunnel ward and accounting combined. So tell me one thing. So what? How much time did it take you to, you know, uh, start your tunnel podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> so I am very obsessive about a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm fairly decent about taking action on things, but I, I find that if I don't just like jump, you know, just, just jump, I'm going to overthink things. Uh, and there's uh, a lot of different mantras I try to live by. One being that complexity is the enemy of execution. Right. Uh, and as well as that, you know, uh, simplicity trumps complexity on almost everything. So if you can keep it simple, you're going to do much better in, mo- in, in most in most avenues. So you know, for me, it didn't take very long. Like, literally, all I did was we used Google Hangouts. So right. and we still I still use that as a, as a platform. Um, and so I would just send somebody a link through email, and uh, it records the audio and the video for you automatically. So I still to this day don't know how to record a video podcast. Uh, other than having Google Hangouts do it for me. Um, and so we had that happen, and you download the MP4 once you're finished, and you can strip out the audio, and that's that's a podcast. That's all we did. Cool. So basically, uh, you were like, all right, you know what? Let's start. We'll see. Just r- jump right in, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yep. you remind me. You remind me of uh, Tim Ferriss. I'm sure you must have heard about him. Hmm? Um, yeah. So Tim Ferriss, I'm a I'm a big fan of him. You know, uh, he's he's a very good interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, I was so terrible. I'm, I'm still I still feel like my interview skills are not uh, the the best in the world. But I, I, I you know I try real hard. I, I I try to ask good questions and try sure. to be as 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 and dig as much as possible uh, as, sure. as to be able to help people out. I do stutter a lot and I do say uh and all those other things that, <laughs> that most people do and most people said that oh that will go away and I was like okay well I'm on episode 90 now and it still hasn't gone away just yet but <laughs> maybe someday I will stop saying the word uh or whatever it is but I'm from Arkansas we think, think slow so that's we're where, I think that's where the you know our human thing comes into picture otherwise it sounds too robotic I mean I've heard Tim Ferriss all the time. Don't get me wrong. He still stutters. He's he probably speaks slower than me sometimes, you know, because he's trying to make a big point out of it. So, and I was like, you know, this guy has something what he digs in and he does. So, um, I am pretty inspired of him. Uh, and he said the same thing. You know, I'm going to start with five episodes uh, with his Tim Ferriss show, and I'll see how where it takes me. I think that's where you are uh, now. You're at 90 episodes and. Um, I think you're doing pretty good. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it, all the little things just kind of fell in line once I decided to do it. I said, okay, I gotta find, I gotta find a logo. Which, like, literally, yeah. if you look at my logo, it's like something like a, a snapshot out of like a PowerPoint or something like that. Uh, right. And then, you know, gotta find a logo. We gotta find intro music, and we have to do an intro and all these other things. I still to this day, if you go to my YouTube channel, which we do a YouTube video as well with all of our episodes. Yeah, you can see me uh, um, on the very beginning, and it's, it's it's literally from two and a half years ago at this point. So um, you know, I'm a much younger spry chicken at that point uh, than my you know my uh, my my old old age of 34. Uh, and you know, we uh, you can see me on there if you look real closely. You can see me reading the intro on my phone. Oh. I literally <laughs> recorded that on my phone and had like yeah. a had a um, a ticker going across yeah. because I couldn't remember all the pieces that I wanted to say. Uh, and I'm a little bit better about that now. Like I, a lot of the times I can, I can get through the things that I want to say as well as, 
you know, get all the points across. And if I forget it, I just say, oh, I just forgot. It doesn't matter. Or I'll come back up to it later. Or I'll come <laughs> in there. So, uh, yeah, it's, you just kind of got to get out there and do it. And I actually hired somebody to do all that for me. I didn't even do it. Uh, just okay. because I knew if I was going to do it, I would overthink it. Like, you know, wh- what type of font do I need to have? How big should the font be in rel- t- relation to the size of the photo? You know, should it be uh, this color or that color? What do I need to do with this? That, 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 that. I just paid somebody else to do it. And basically the first iteration that came back, I would say, yeah, do this or do that. And then I had to let it go at that point uh, cool. just just to be able to be done with it. And then, you know, that, that t- same team still helps me today. I actually, you know, again, since I'm so obsessive about things, I know if I were to, the way I relate to most people is like, if I dip my toe into something, like I've got to go die, I got to dive in at some point. Uh, And so with audio stuff, I just try and stay out and let other people jump in the pool for me. uh, And I just talk. <laughs> so like literally I, and I, so I have producers that do, do the, the show for me. They do the audio editing, they do the video editing, they do the, uh, the post and all that kind of stuff for the web, uh, YouTube channel, all that stuff. They do all that for me. So I don't have to, you know, bog myself down and actually doing all of that, uh, which is incredibly helpful. I, I couldn't, there's no way I've, I would have gotten through even probably 15 episodes if I didn't have them do most of it for me. Right. Right. So you're using a, uh- um, a local company or your friends uh, who's helping I, it was it was a re- referral from uh, at the time it was a business coach so yeah okay got it got it so um let's talk about your podcast a little more like sure tell me tell me an interesting event you know or an interesting thing that happened while you were you know doing an interview you know which is like, oh shoot i should have done that or or you know something some blunder happened, you, I don't know. So which talks about the fun part of, uh, you know, uh, of your podcasting journey until now, episode 90. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there are, you know, a few, they're not really that interesting. Um, I wish it could be like, you know, there was explosions going in the background and, uh, <laughs> there were, you know, um, strippers yeah. coming in or something like that or something right, funny right. like that or somebody's kid ran in and they did the thing where <laughs> you know they, the, the wife jumps in and grabs them and pulls them back that didn't happen in any of my podcast episodes the only thing that's happened with me is like little technical things like uh, i can i distinctly re- distinctly remember i was interviewing the uh the op the c maybe the cto of weave uh, the, right. uh, the phone company and right. our the audio and hangouts just started doing this really terrible echo and it was like episode 20 or something like that. So I wasn't super, I, I'm not saying I'm super, uh, you know, amazing at podcast episodes now, but I'm obviously better than I was at tw- episode 20. And like, yeah. I just like, he, he would say, I would say something and it would echo my voice like three seconds later. And so if I said anything that was lo- longer than three seconds, I like, I was hearing myself ask the Over. question and like, I couldn't separate that. Um, so another thing that's kind of interesting about me is, um, I'm actually, uh, legally deaf out of my right ear and I was, I was actually born legally deaf out of both ears whenever I was born. And so okay. actually, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty monotone. Like if I'm going to really talk to people, this is typically how I talk. If I'm going to actually say anything to someone, if I'm going to have a conversation yeah. with them. So unless I really try and, you know, influence my voice, uh, that's how I come across. And the reason is because I, I grew up with such, he- such hearing issues uh, that, you know, my uh, otolaryngologist is consistent, constantly trying to get me to get, 
to get uh, hearing aids, but I'm like, I'm 34. I don't want to get a hearing aid just yet. And um, even though I can't hear anything out of this ear uh, is, uh, you know, so I have, uh, I have to try really hard to speak and sometimes I can't hear people and if audio issues come up, like it's really disturbing to me because I can't, I can't like my, my brain doesn't, uh, I guess regi- yeah it doesn't register the same way as other people or maybe, maybe it probably does register it the same it was just you know it was just really off-putting and so the, like the last 10 minutes of that episode I I tried not to think about too much because like I, I was probably like so do you yeah. think that we've as a good stuff like I would I, by the time I get to the end of the sentence I'd forgotten what the first part of the sentence was because it kept like re re going in my in in, in my ear in my earbuds because we you know right. you have to listen to your audio to be able to see what's going on and you so know, that that one was really that one was really uh, <laughs> uh, 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 gritty it was really a uh, painful to go through but uh, uh, other than that you know just little technical things like sometimes the, the video would drop out or something like that Nothing right. super bad. I did. Ha- I think I had maybe our janitor walk in one time uh, when we were doing an episode. But it's all yeah. things you know. You go back and you watch all ninety episodes. Which yeah, go do that on a for if you've got a free you know four twenty four hour sessions uh, to do. Uh, go just listen to all my podcasts or watch them on YouTube, and you'll know th- we've to this day, to my knowledge, we've never edited a single episode um, to actually cut things out other than just you know dramatic uh, audio issues that you know, that right. we had to restart or something like that. Uh, so if, if it's in there, it's still in there. We never, I don't think we've ever cut away from anything sp- uh, significant. So uh, I think um, we should um, uh, let this episode be sponsored by Weave just because, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, because of the, you know, that, that issue would happen that time. And I, I researched um, so hard on that episode. Like I watched like four interviews they had done in the past. I had done all these, th- like I've done, I probably did the most amount of research for any episode I've ever done on that episode. Uh, and I, it was terrible. I felt like it was terrible. Hey, that, uh, makes it, that makes it, um, honest, you know, oh, yeah. you're trying, uh, that's the real thing. Everybody yes. makes mistakes and things happen. Some of that, some of it is a technical glitch for mm-hmm. most part. So, and I didn't, if I had to do it all over again, I would have asked him at the end to reschedule and to do it over again. But at the time I was like, this is a guy who owns, you know, or is a, cause he's actually the brother of the owner of the company and he's a part owner of the company as well. And I was yeah. like, this is a guy that it's got his really busy schedule and we've been trying to get it the together for a while. And if I had to go back again, I would, I would have just asked to reschedule it. But you know, you live and you learn. It's like I said, if you, if you ever think things, then nothing ever gets done. Uh, I'm, I, I am a, a big, I, I a lot of the times get paralysis by analysis uh, just right. because I'm wanting to make sure that everything is in tip top shape. And I think that comes from being a CPA and, you know, making sure that your, your clients, uh, you know, Number. work is done well and you're giving great advice and things like that. Uh, because, you know, there, there are, you know, definitive ways to do things. And so you have to make sure that it's done in the correct manner. Uh, and so, you know, I think that's where that probably comes from, but sure. you know, who knows? <laughs> so, uh, how did you happen to find all those amazing uh, speakers and the guests? Uh, how did you find them? Is it like from different podcasts that you're related to or somebody recommends them to you? Um, what made, what makes you decide who will come on your podcast? So for me, it was just asking people. Um, if I thought they were interesting, I would ask them if they'd want to come on. And I guess back whenever I started it, um, it wasn't super easy, uh, just because right. not that many people knew who, uh, what a podcast was. 
Um, right. I, you know, the, the very first one I did, I got really lucky. And, um, strangely enough, when I started my company, uh, Jamie Amos and I right. had connected whenever he was getting his company off, you know, he'd already gotten his started, but, or had been doing it for a while. Um, but we connected and we, you know, some, for some reason we connected and hit things off very well. And like, literally we started a podcast at the exact same time. And so we were, I was, I was, he was my first interview and I was one of his first 10 or something like that. Oh, cool. So it was, it was, it was easy because he was a friend and he was somebody I could, you know, relate to. And, um, so we, that, that's how we got started. And that was the first one. Uh, I also got uh, David Moffat was one of my first ones, which you know is still I'm still really happy that he did that for us. Um, yeah. I think he I think he may have been episode number two actually. Um, right. So uh, it's uh, you know to to get somebody that you never met an Australian that is you know <laughs> an author that is is well regarded consultant in the industry uh, as one of your first guests that helped out a lot. And then honestly, once you get those first few in. All you have to do is tell the next guest that, hey, I've had these people on. And then it's the, by association. They're like, well, Dr. Moffat did it. Then, yeah. you know, surely it's a good Others idea. Others coming in. Yep. So that's what we did. Oh. And I would, you know, I would only use people, and I still to this day, uh, try to only use people that have been personally recommended to me by either clients or other guests. Um, so I get a lot of people that um, reach out to me to try and be interviewed. And I don't interview a whole lot of them. Pretty much the only ones I'll interview are ones that I've already heard of or ones that I've had somewhat of a first, first-hand experience with just because I'm very, very protective of my listeners. Uh, sure. we've, got, we've got a lot of clients that, uh, you know, or we've got a lot of listeners that are younger in their demographic that are, you know, a lot of associates, a lot of dental students, a lot of people that are, you know, just getting out of dental school, some people that are just going into dental school. And to me, like my nightmare is that I introduce someone that's a snake oil salesman in this industry and they get, you know, someone listens to it and, and you know, falls for it, it or whatever it is. Uh, so I'm, I'm really protective of my listeners in that regard. Well, uh, that makes, um, I think that's what um, makes a good podcast, podcast a good podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, and um, as I said, um, this is also just a podcast of dentistry, but uh, a podcast, wow two times podcasting. Um, so I'm also trying to learn, uh, reach out to you guys, learn from all you uh, guys. You know, you guys have been doing amazing job. Um, Thank you. Now, yeah, uh, I always, as I said, I have been a um, uh, big fan of uh, Tim Ferriss again. I'm repeating, sorry. But the idea is I have some questions which he asks his interviewers. Okay, cool. So, right, so um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you in person. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what are you? Are you a bass guitar player first or a dental CPA? Well, uh, I am definitely at this point in my life a dental CPA, unfortunately. I wish I could still be, I wish I could still be a bass guitarist. I haven't picked up a bass guitar in five years, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's deep down there in my soul and I definitely, uh, slap the bass guitar and air guitar, air bass guitar pretty often. Like when a red hot chili peppers song comes on, I'll, 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 I'll try and re- remember <laughs> how to play and, you know, I'll pretend like I'm up there in front of the crowd playing again. But, uh, you know, actually, you know, uh, 
it's funny you mentioned that. I tell a lot of people that, and it's absolutely true that that is what really got me over public speaking. So because I'm not, I'm not an extroverted person, like in the least, like I'm super introverted. Like I love, I, I would, I would prefer, you know, ever going to, you know, a party with a bunch of people to, to, to sit at home and read a book or, you know, study something. And so I'm not this big social animal. And so, uh, you know, public speaking is something that always been a bit, you know, frightening, I guess, to me, not, uh, I've definitely been apprehensive about it. And, right. uh, mm-hmm. really in the podcast is a, a perfect version of that. Cause you know, you'll have, you know, we'll have, you know, six, 7,000 people listen to that, to, to, to the, to the, to the podcast every month. And I'll be like, you know, basically the reason I can do it is because I look, I, I played in the, I played in a band for like, you know, seven or eight years, something like that, playing bass guitar. And we had some, some moderate levels of success. And at the same time, you know, in the band, some people like your music and some people think it's like the worst music ever, uh, because we were like a, like a, a new age kind of rock pop funk type band. And some people thought it was amazing. Some people thought it was terrible. And so, you know, I, I was talking to my wife one night about it and I was like, uh, you know, I'm afraid, you know, I'm a little bit scared about putting this podcast out. And she was like, well, why do you care if people look, stu- if you look stupid in front of people? And I was like, cause I don't want people to think I'm dumb. And they're like, she was like, <laughs> believe me, you know, there were hundreds of people at a time that thought you were dumb when you were playing bass guitar in front of them. Cause you know, like, I would have like, I, I'd be jumping around and, you know, slapping the bass and playing these, these crazy songs for people. And, uh, um, and I thought, you know what? I didn't care what I thought about back, about it back then. I was happy to do yeah. what I do because I was doing the best I could and I was, I was having a good time. And so that's what I do now too, is I, I do the best I can. I have a good time and some people like it. Fantastic. Some people don't too bad for them. Great. So, uh, what was the name of your band again? Uh, we had, I had two bands I'm, I was in mostly. Uh, one was called Seven Foot Sharon, uh, and the other one was called Da Cellist. So it's D I E, is like the German Da, uh, right. and uh, Cellist is in a, like a cello player. There wasn't, there was no cello player in the band. Um, okay, but it was just for whatever reason we call it, we we thought it would be interesting to to use the word Da and then the word Cellist as a band name. So. Cool. Those are the two main ones. And we, you know, we had a um, we had, we had a little bit of, uh, of success. We opened for um, Maroon Five one time. We opened for uh, um, some uh, uh, who were some of the other ones. Uh, there was a, a rock, a heavy metal band called Saliva that we opened yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, we got yeah. to open for Tommy Lee and meet Tommy Lee at one point. Um, so a lot of little cool things like that that we got to do. So it was it was a really fun time of our lives. Yeah. So um, if you get to choose one of them, obviously you're a CPA right now, mm-hmm. and, you know, taking care of the dental community, talking about the podcasting, mm-hmm. who would, what would you choose? The bass guitar player and the CPA, and you are allowed, allowed to choose once. Um, what would you choose? Uh, I, I would choose the podcasting just because the, the, the bass guitar piece was fun, but it was, I mean, I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't have the time to do it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, <laughs> We would pra- we would literally practice, you know, thirty hours a week. Um, yeah. So, and that was that, that's just an example of me being just obsessive about things. Like we would, you know, we would we would practice all the time when I was in high school and college. Uh, you know, I, I played football in high school, and um, we did a lot of stuff. And I didn't play any sports in college, but I was definitely active and in college. And um, we still found time to do those types of things. So rather than like you know. 
uh, partying or things like that. That's that's what we did. Just and you know, me yeah. especially, just because I would just you know I would obsess over. I'm saying 30 hours a week. That's probably actually estimating low. Uh, so, but we worked really hard on it, and so that's and, and it, it, that's a that's a hard life too, um, unless you're just really lucky. Unfortunately, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely would say the podcasting 100. percent And I enjoyed right. I, I enjoy the podcasting so much. So yeah, right. Right, right, right. Well, uh, I think um, ultimately it is uh, the fun, the fun part of it, uh, you know, that keeps us going. Otherwise, it's still another work yeah. that we need to do. Right? I mean, honestly, to me, the thing that keeps me going with it is, you know, I'll get an email, you know, once every week or so that someone that's buying a practice and they'll say, hey, I've listened to all 90 episodes of your, your, your podcast. You've been a huge influence to help me be able to know that I can do this. Uh, right. And, you know, things like that are just, you know, they... They warm the soul, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it makes you feel really, really um, good and important at the same time, you know? Yeah, they, they, you know, there's, there's all those people that say, like, with their music, if you can influence just one person, it's all worth <laughs> it or whatever it is. I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. w- with a podcast, as long as I influence, you know, about 500 people, then it'll be worth it. Yeah, we'll worry about it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Good, yeah, that's a, that's, now, uh, what is the best purchase that you made in the last one year under 100 between 100 to 300 dollars that you think impacted you um, in a good way uh, either it made you more productive it made you uh, awesome with your clients podcasting whatever anything anything for related to your life or business hmm last thing i purchased for 100 to 300 dollars the best thing. Um, yeah, anything. The best, oh, the best thing. Um, I, I mean, I guess it'd have to be the, well, I think the Zoom was actually like $400 or something like that. Um, let me, I'm looking around my office right now. Well, that's fine. A Zoom yeah. is not a bad choice, you know. Yeah, 400 it, still. The yeah. idea is to, to tell something special, uh, you know, which you think is really, really important for, uh, you know, you and your life, which made it a big impact in sure yeah life. i mean we don't we don't really you know I, i'm not much of a spender uh we just bought and renovated a house so that's okay. much more than 300 dollars. but that so that's that's where most of our money has gone over the past couple of years um as far as you know the podcast equipment obviously but also you know you know we buy things for the business for our employees uh the stand-up desk that i'm using right now is in that range that's been very helpful um, you know, if you're, if you're listening in, you can't see it, you can't see it, but I, I have a stand up desk that is, uh, um, you know, you, it, it can, it can raise and lower, yeah. showing a little bit of the, of the headquarters here. Uh, wow. and, um, that's very helpful to me just personally, okay. because as a CPA, we sit down a lot, uh, right. and you know, I like to, it's very helpful to, to to lift it up and stand up and actually have you know kind of have let your blood flow a little bit. If, you right, change, right, if right. I change projects, I can put it back down, and I sit back down. It feels like I'm on a whole new project, and I'm, it's kind of a different feeling. And right. so you know, it keeps me from sitting down you know nine ten hours a day, so I can actually stand. You know, I'll probably do about fifty fifty now. You know, half standing up, half sitting down. So cool. th- you know, this would be a pretty good version of it. I think it was more than three hundred dollars, but also you know, it still still is very helpful. You know, for our uh, listeners, uh, or your listeners, and my listeners, uh, I think you should send me a link uh, to the stand-up desk just in case uh, they want to buy. Right? Yeah, it's uh, called a it's called a very desk. V a r i desk is a 
uh, is where we got it from. You can just go to V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K.com, um, okay. and they have them there. And there's a bunch of different types of it um, that that help. And I've, I've actually bought my some of my employees this as well to help them because right. they've, they've wanted to do the same thing to be able to have that stand-up ability. I'll send it to you in the chat box. Um, on the side note, how many um, <clears throat> how many uh, uh, employees do you have in your office? Yeah, so we have uh, five full-time employees. Uh, we have two part-time people and we have some marketing people too. Uh, so, And um, we only have one other than myself that's in the office. Um, everyone else works from home. So. Okay, okay. Right. So what do people never ask you that you wish they did? Hmm, what do people never ask me? Well, I get asked, a lot of people ask me a lot of questions. So um, one of the things that uh, people tend to focus a lot on, I mean, I, there, there's a few subjects I like to talk about. Um, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of misconceptions in the CPA world, uh, the, right. especially in, uh, as well as in the dentistry world. So I could approach this from a bunch of different fronts. I could approach it from the tax front. I could approach it from the, you know, dental consulting front. I could approach it from just a, you know, um, a, a client service front. Um, but really to me, probably the, the, the biggest misconception, uh, in, you know, in dentistry is that, you know, the business side of things, you know, you, you can do things better. Um, there is a, uh, to me, there's a, a very, very easy way to be able to figure out how to do things better. And, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, they'll hear something about like this doctor did this and made all this money or did all this or did all that or did all this, yada, 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 yada. And uh, you know, you'll see it in, in, in Facebook posts, you'll see it on dental town, you'll see it everywhere. And right. they'll say, you know, well, well, we we can't do that because of this. Okay. And so, to me, the, the biggest way to be able to kind of solve all those issues is to is to really be very very self aware with yourself. Um, learn go. learn how to realize whenever you're having what's called a limiting belief. Uh, a limiting belief is something that um, you're basically just making an excuse. Um, you're, you're, you're feeling, you're, you're making an excuse that something doesn't apply to you because of some external factor. And, you know, there could be external factors that limit you from doing some things, but most of the time it's something that's in your head rather than something that's an external factor. Um, there's ways to get around it, things like that. So to me, nobody ever asked me about self-awareness, which is a big thing. You know, I'm a big fan of self-awareness. Uh, and you know, I, I honestly believe it is the, you know, it is the main piece of being a good business person is being self-aware and understanding yourself, your limitations, your strengths, and then, you know, working towards fulfilling all those different pieces. Oh, how do you think somebody can actually, uh, be more self-aware than what he or she is right now? Um, you, you know, to be honest with you, probably the best thing to do is to spend five minutes every morning just, um, you know, thinking about the day, thinking about okay. the day before, you know, some, some quiet reflection is really important. Uh, I, I enjoy guided meditation. Cool. Um, you know, that's... Do you use, what do you use, the headspace or the calm? I use headspace, yeah. Um, right. I, I don't do it all the time. Right. But I can tell you, you know, 
one hundred percent the the times and the, the the phases I go through while when I do guided meditation in the morning, those those are more productive days. Those are more fulfilling days, and I just feel better in those time frames when I'm actually you know I, I wake up in time to be able to do it. And we've got two young kids, so sometimes right. it's harder than not to do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah. you know, it's, it's 100% worth it. So spending time meditating is really good. If you spend time journaling, that's very good too. I'm a huge tech junkie. Like I love efficiency. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am, you know, every one of my employees knows, like I, I probably, I, I talk to them every quarter about this. I say, if there is anything that you feel like you're being inefficient in, let's figure out a way to be able to solve this. You know, I don't care if it costs me a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks, 5,000 bucks to be able to do it for you. You know, as long as we have some type of expected return on that efficiency gain, I'm more than willing to invest that in you or in software or in, you know, peripherals or hardware or computers or whatever it may be. Right. right. Uh, And, you know, you just have to prove to me that it's worth it. And in, you know, to me, to be able to be efficient, you have to be able to, you know, be productive. I mean, you've got to actually, you know, there's only so much software can do for you and, and, and technology right. can do for you. The rest of it comes down to yourself. And so, mm-hmm. um, but one thing that I like that's not technology driven is I'm a very big fan of handwritten notes. Like I love okay. handwritten notes. I love to write notes. I've got, you know, I've, I've bought, you know, probably a hundred notepads in the past four years that I've just gone through of writing notes on things. Um, I'm nearing, nearing, nearing getting rid of another one right now. Um, I've been trying out this this new thing called Rocket Book. Uh, I can't show you too much because there's client type information in here, but it's a uh, it's basically like um, a, a ledger page that you can write notes in, and then whenever you do it, uh, I also have a, a leather bound um, yeah uh, a thing to be able to keep my notes in because it looks more professional and it's easier to keep up with. <laughs> uh, no. and but the, this Rocket Book, what Rocket Book does is um, you you write notes on it, and at the bottom there's like five different emblems. You just put a little X on the emblem, and it will. If you, you can take a picture with your phone of the page, and it'll automatically do something based off of the emblem at the bottom. So, for example, I use Evernote to store all of my notes because I don't just keep the notes and throw them away. Yeah. Um, I you know I scan them into Evernote and then I sort them into a file system that I've created for myself so that I can okay. reference them in the future. Right. Um, and so, and so all I have to do is snap a picture with my phone and it'll automatically send that rocket page to Evernote. And whenever I'm done with that, you know, there's only a certain amount of pages in there. All I have to do is, is wipe it off with a, a, a damp washcloth and it will clear the page and I can just use it yeah. over again. So okay. I've been using that instead of ledger paper recently and I like it somewhat, but there's still just something about using a, a, a legal notepad and writing, writing my notes down and collecting my thoughts. So yeah, those are things that you can do 100%. And, uh, you know, I know, like you said, you're a fan of Tim Ferriss. I know he's very big on those types of things. I'm not into right. the, I'm not much. And I tried doing the cold showers thing that he talks about and, yeah. and like all that kind of Stop. stuff. I was like, ah, that, that didn't really do it for me. So I found, <laughs> I found the same, you know, the, the same, uh, you know, results if I would just go work out or something like that, which I, I also don't do enough of. Right. Right. So, um, so I think, um, he also talks about, you just started talking about, um, the morning ritual. So how would mm-hmm. your first one hour uh, or one and a half hours before you go to work would look like? What time would you start up? You know, so in a, in a perfect world, uh, I've gotten off of it. In a perfect world, I'd be waking up around 5, 530. Uh, and for me, I would, I would get up, I'd get uh, some water, I'd start coffee, uh, I'd get out a book and I'd read for about an hour. 
Um, you know, just for whatever it is I'm wanting to read at that time. And I'd drink coffee or drink water uh, or both um, for that first hour. Maybe have my breakfast while I'm reading. Um, right. And then once that's finished, I would um, exercise, not super hard, just enough to kind of get my adrenaline going. And then meditate. Um, I would, then I'd plan out my day. You know, just kind of plan out what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. You know, from a like a project based perspective. You know, pull up my calendar, see what meetings I had for the day, and then fill in those gaps as I went. I try to keep about you know somewhere between 25 and 30 minute increments uh, on on my schedule to be able to, to have that taken care of. And if you're a doctor or a dentist, I mean, you've got your schedule already kind of ahead of you in that in that regard. But right. basically, you, you could use that time to fill in the empty spaces in between. Um, I like I would keep. Uh, I keep all of my tasks separated by me personally, and this would be different for everybody. Um, I have my work uh, column. I have my marketing column. And then I have my um, product column. So when I say product, I mean like to me as a service provider, you know, we we can't just sit there and say, okay, we're just going to do what we're doing today. We've still got to be evolving. So for me personally, we work on things such as building out um, – uh, uh, narratives for people about different types of deductions that they can get doing research into more advanced types of tax deductions that they may be qualified for communicating to clients more setting up meetings things like that on the accounting side it's things like you know we right now we're working with a developer uh, as well as the designer to be able to give us better looking reports that can give be uh, easier to read as well as more powerful for our clients from their accounting perspective Right. Um, and then also I have uh, another tab or column that's like other, and then I just do, you know, that's basically everything else that I've got to do, maybe personal stuff, um, things like that. And then from there I have those four columns and besides each of those, um, I try to do, um, you know, basically like a, a unit of measurement of how important it is. Um, like I put the most important ones at the top, um, and I try and estimate how much time it's going to take me to do those. Uh, that way, if like during the day I have like I finish something very quickly and I've got an extra ten minutes, I can do something that's a very small thing and just knock it off my to do list and keep and, yeah. and get that going. So I have a to do list and then I have my schedule for the day. Um, and I, I I don't do it now. I used to do it a lot more, um, but I would do my to do list every day. Um, I would write down everything on my to do list every day. And then below that, I would do my schedule for the day. And I would just basically take things from my to-do list and put it in my schedule. And okay. then, then at the end of the day, I would start and I would write off, I would mark off all the items I got done. And then the next day I would, I would redo my to-do list and then add things in as I thought of them throughout the day on, on that first page. And so I'd consistently be, you know, being productive and things like that. So, so did you uh, use the paper version of it yeah. or do you have any app? specific app or something i did i did but i did by paper um i did that oh. by paper yeah okay right and um i do said, I, do, I do use todoist for like everyday task um, okay but other than that that's that's all i use for that right 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 so what is the most productive trick that you can offer you said you are very you know try to be as productive as possible mm -hmm. what is what is the easiest trick that you're you know people can learn from you, which is going to make them a lot more productive. How would you, um, how would you even differentiate, you know, which task should I go to? How would you prioritize basically? I do what I said. I, I would think of four, three, maybe four max different types of, 
of work that you do every day. So if you're, okay. in a, if you're a dental practice, you know, you're going to have your dentistry, obviously you're going right. to have your management. You're going to have, which could be anything from, you know, you could subdivide that into other tasks and other categories, which could be, um, you know, uh, marketing or, um, you know, employee relations or, you know, um, patient relationships or training or whatever it may be. Um, you might have something that's, you know, business education or something like that, or clinical education. And you could probably put that under services or, or, or product basically. Um, and then you need to kind of have all of your other personal things. Uh, and then you come up with some type of time unit that you'd estimate each task to be able to, you need to complete. Uh, and then, you know, as the day goes on, whenever you get that 10 minutes in between a patient, you just, instead of you checking your phone and checking your email or jumping on Facebook or whatever it may be. Um, you know, you sit down and you just hit, knock one of those things off your list. Uh, If you do that, that, that's, that's, you know, incredible, that's incredibly productive because there are a million things that everyone tries to get done every day. And a lot of things go by the wayside, but if you write them down, it gives you, it gives you a lot of power. Got you. Got you. So you believe in, you know, the paper and pen, pen and paper power. I am. And I'm also a big believer in like for goal setting. Like if you have, um, let's say you, I talked to someone today actually about, he said, you know, he's known how to do implants for a long time. He's had all the trainings, got all the equipment, all those other types of things. He just can't get over the hump. I said, when we, when we get off the call today, I said, get a piece of paper out and write down the date that you're going to have your first implant done by and just write it down and say, and say, you know, right now it's July 28th of 2017. I said, right. let's say it's going to be November 1st. Right and, right. Say, and say, and write down by November 1st, I'm going to have placed my first implant on one of my patients. Gotcha. And I said, once you do that, you have an, you have a date. And I said, and then from there, fill everything you need to do before, between today and that day to make that a reality. So that might gotcha. be, you know, contacting uh, an oral surgeon in your area to, to, to learn from or to, to, to have as a backup plan if you need them. Um, it could be to, you know, researching what equipment you need if you don't have all of it right now. It might be, you know, finding the right patient or finding the right type of, uh, of implant you want to be placing and just sure. fill the gaps, have that expectation set and that, and, and then just work towards that goal. Um, once cool. you have all those little things figured out on a piece of paper of all the things you need to do, guess what? Yeah. You got, now you've got a to-do list and you can do ex- exactly <laughs> what we just talked about. So, right, right, right. Great. Now, um, it sounds really simple, by the way, people are probably like, it's oh, tough. Well, no, no. Pe- I, people uh, are like, yeah, honest, yeah. People yeah. are probably like, that's really simple. But believe me, if you sit down and do it, like you, it, it, it works. It really works. Right. No, I think it's uh, one of the toughest things to do. Uh, for me, personally speaking, uh, prioritizing. Like um, I was, I was jotting down notes when you were talking about being a dental practice. You know how to manage, blah blah blah. Um, so uh, it helps me too. Uh, but I think the toughest part is trying to decide uh, what is the most important thing. How sure? Uh, how to prioritize? I understand you have ten minutes extra. You can take care of the small thing. But I think. That's where the self-awareness, um, you know, I think the meditation and being calm comes into the game, uh, which uh, being a dental office and, you know, working as a dentist or in the dental world is, is pretty tough. You know, not everybody has that kind of um, energy. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that, again, an paralysis analysis will get you because if you sit down worrying about what's the most important thing to do every time, you're not going to get anything done. So. <laughs> get it on a list and take that thought out of there. You just hit whatever you want to do at that point in time. As, sure. long, as long as you don't let your list be, 
you know, a hundred miles long, which sometimes it is. And yeah. if that's the case, then you're going to need to spend a little bit extra time, you know, thinking about, okay, this is really important and this can kind of wait. Um, right. And, you know, it just comes whenever you do that. But basically whenever you're trying to figure out what to do next, if you find yourself thinking about that self-awareness, one of the things about being self-aware is that if you are self-aware and you start doing something like that, you can usually realize that that's happening. That's the importance of being self-aware of I'm spending too much time trying to think about what to do. I'm just going to do something. And right. so you do one that's off of your list. Guess what? Let's say there's 10 things on your list and you just do one. Well, even if it wasn't the most important one to do at that exact time, Guess what? Next time you got a one out of nine shot of having the most important thing being done one way or the other. Right. <laughs> I mean, so you've increased your chances by, you know, like 4% to be able to do the next yeah. best thing. And yeah. it's not like the other thing wasn't important because it was on your list. It had to be important. It had to be something that was in your mind or, or in your thoughts to, to be doing. So, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I kind of look at it. Got it. Got it. Now, um, coming back to your podcast, what do you think are, what are your three favorite episodes um, hmm, out of I, have, those I have so many now. Um, my three favorite. Let me pull up a list real quick. I can tell you the most listened to ones. Uh, but my favorite ones. I really like the one, one is, I did recently about how to pay off your student loans with Travis Hornsby. It was a really good one because I know it was very, uh, um, a lot of people uh, needed it to hear that. I had a really good one with. Uh, uh, Dr. Daryl Dopp, uh, that was fairly recent. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a bit biased because my ones that are more recent are going to be the ones that I'm going to probably remember the most. Uh, I really sure. had a really good one with Dr. Justin short about how to work less while still growing your practice. Yeah. Uh, that was a really fun one. I like Dr. 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 Justin the whole lot. Um, both, both the one, I think I may have done two or three at this point with Dr. Costas. He's, he's always really fun to, to, to hang out with. Uh, yeah. that's a good friend of mine. Um, let's see. Uh, I had a really good one with, uh, um, I've had a couple of really good ones with Dr. Holmes and Mr. Holmes. Definitely. I, I definitely have to say one of my favorite ones was how to buy a dental practice with Hunter Smith. Uh, right. Dr. Hunter Smith has like, you know, I think like seven or eight practices at this point. Um, he's been, he's been really, he was a a phenomenal guest and just a really nice guy. He's a fellow Arkansan. So go pit, woo pig city. Um, had a really good one called why you need a strategic plan. Uh, again, I've got a lot of them, so I don't, I definitely, I I do (laughs) not have three favorite. Um, I just have a lot that I really enjoy. And and if you didn't get on, if, if you're a listener and you've been on the episodes before, it's not because I didn't like love your podcast episode. It's just because I have so many that I just really enjoyed. So. Great. Okay. That's fair. Um, well, we'll let the listeners decide. And which one is the most uh, downloaded or most listened podcast episode? Uh, it's definitely the first one, uh, the one with Jamie. Uh, we've, uh, we've got almost 2,000 people listen to that one. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Great. Great. So um, I'm sure you have had, uh, you know, uh, more than 90 guests, around 90 guests uh, on your podcast. Who did you have a, a lot of information come from, but you couldn't take a second interview because there was a lot to ask for in one hour and you couldn't go for a second round with him? Who would you think? 
that guest might be. Uh, I had a really good you, one. I had a really good one with Kerry Strain, um, and he's a you know Strain Consulting. He's a really great guest, really smart guy. Uh, he was actually a CPA before he became a dental consultant. Uh, so you know we had a lot of things in common, and so he was a really good one. Uh, that you know I'm sure I could have him back on if he wanted me to, if, if he wanted to, <laughs> uh, if I wanted to. It's just um, you know we we book out quite a, a bit in advance and. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get to get people in, but yeah, so that, that was a really good one. Uh, I can talk. I could probably talk to almost everyone for for four or five hours if I wanted to. So because we've had so sure. many great guests, um, right? But right. yeah, so that was when Dr. Costas. He'd be he's always fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Great. Now um, I also know that you know uh, you do have. Um, I actually uh, saw that you have uh, a freebie which you actually talk about and you have it on your website uh, dentistmetrics.com um, it's about starting the dental practice right is that right uh, you have a freebie or a, uh, on your front page yeah I have a lot of things uh, we we have a lot of um, we have a lot of content that we put out and right. uh, it's all really high value and you know, ninety nine percent of it's free. Uh, so if you just go to dentistmetrics dot com, you can you can download a lot of that. Um, so yeah, we've we've got a lot. Got it. And right, right now, actually, we have uh, um, oh, we also have a contest going on uh, for the podcast, which is um, I've got my four favorite books uh, that I recommend all of our listeners uh, uh, read, right. and um, basically. If you just text the word for F O U R books, B O O K S to three, three, four, 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 then you'll get, uh, I'll, I'll share with you what those four books are as well as enter you into a contest to win all those for free. And we're going to be doing a drawing with that here in, uh, in about two or three weeks. Got it. So once again, you, we need to send, uh, the text to F O U R B O O K S. Yep, all one word. At, yeah, all in one word at three three four four four, and um, you. That is the contest where it, the results come out in um, three weeks. You said. Yeah, somewhere somewhere around the end of August. End of August. So mm-hmm. yeah, almost a month now. Yeah. Great. Um, do you want to recommend any specific books? You know for. Uh, for the new dentist or the new dental uh, practice owner, or for that matter, anybody um, who wants to learn uh, the best in life kind of scenario. Yeah, so how about this? I'll give you the ones that uh, uh, are um, the one that is, is probably the, the, the most business related that's, that's going to be available that's that most people will enjoy, uh will will probably think is interesting is it, my favorite one it's a little bit more business oriented it's called scaling up by Vern hanish yeah uh, it's uh it's a really good book about just what it takes to make a business big uh you know most dental practices aren't going to even need um, probably they're not going to need a lot of what's in that book as far as organizational structure, but it'll really unlock your mind to show you like what it is that goes into business so that you can then reflect yourself onto the different positions inside of the book. 
called, so it's okay. scaling scaling up by Vern Hainish. All right. So that's that's the first book. Do you have any other book? Would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, I've got at least four. So if you text the text to to, to yeah, that's four a, books, then then you'll get you'll get access to all of those. Um, right. But let's see. I mean, one that's not on there uh, of the list of the four that I that I share. Uh, is is one of my personal favorite books, and it has more to do with the the you know, personal reflection, and self awareness, um, and it's a a book that a lot of people read. I didn't know this; I didn't read it when I was in, in school. Um, is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho? Right, um, I've read that. Yeah, yeah. It, that's you know, it's one of those you either really enjoy it or you just hate it type books. <laughs> uh, and I really enjoyed it. It's it's a giant allegorical uh, fiction book, uh, yeah. and Really, that book was really one of the ones that made me decide to to, to get out of managing somebody else's business and become my own business owner. Uh, so you. it's called uh, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's one of my favorite books. I'll, I'll probably read it at least once a year. And it's a very quick Great. read, too. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, anything that you would like to talk to uh, the, your audience, uh, whether it's at Pods, the podcast of dentistry, or at start your dental practice with dentistmetrics.com. Uh, anything that you would like to talk to them or say before before we part today? Yeah, I mean, if uh, you're already a listener, thank you so much for being a listener. Uh, I, I I work really hard for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if uh, you're not yet a listener, come on over. In, uh, the the, the <laughs> water's warm. We really enjoy having new people in, and uh, you'll you'll be in good company. Great, great. Thank you. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you for your time and uh, thank you for your time and your patience and, you know, sharing not only uh, not only the dental aspect or the business aspect, but, uh, you know, part of your life. Because I think that's how people get connected. That's how people feel connected to uh, somebody and feel that, you know, oh, I think he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, we, I should reach out to him. I, I should, uh, if they have, if they have any questions, they become more, uh, you, you become easily uh, contacted and uh, they can relate to you uh, once we have all this kind of information shared. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all the information here. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, Dr. Fangs. It's been, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you thinking of me. Uh, and I, I hope that, uh, hope this helps you with your, your podcast journey and so that you can start giving back to the, the, the to the dental community just like everybody just like all the other dental podcasts so right. more, more than happy to have you in great great if you want to see who I have for the next episode please hit subscribe to hashtag POG of dentistry on iPhone, Android, and all the other common platforms. The website where everything lives is rightly called as Podcasts of Dentistry. If you are interested in being a part of our amazing group, please join us on Facebook at podcastsofdentistry.com slash Facebook. I'll see you there. Best wishes from Panks Dingra.